Hi, my name is Sarah Tran. And this is Megha Jan. And we are Technology. Have you tried vanilla rooibos tea by any chance? No, I have no idea what that is actually. Okay, well, it's pretty good. You should definitely try it out. Is that what you're having right now? That's what I'm having right now. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I'm having lemongrass tea today. You know what tea reminds me of? What? It reminds me of the tea in Tesla. I know, I know. <laughs> the corniest transition we've done on this show. So um, get ready for more of that, folks. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> the coolest thing that happened this week, and honestly, in my opinion, during all of 2020, was Battery Day, which actually took place last Tuesday, September 22nd. And boy, did it completely change my outlook of this decade. How did you feel about it, Sarah? I think sometimes when you watch things, you have certain moments that are like the highlights, but then I just feel like the entire thing was one really long highlight for like two hours, and it was just incredible. Definitely agreed. And I think it was a highlight in the way that it wasn't what people expected, but it is definitely what the world needs right now. When I say that, what I mean is a lot of people were anticipating this huge reveal, you know, Elon Musk, Tesla, honestly, everyone in the EV space had hyped this up for so long, you know, since April 2019, that uh, people were really thinking it was going to be a big deal. And, you know, with Project Palladium being leaked earlier this year, uh, some people were expecting maybe a new car or some some of these batteries that uh, were you know discussed to be included in the new model Ys, and that's not what's happening. Yeah, if anything, I would say in the presentation it was a lot about introducing the world and just getting people ready for all the change that's about to occur in the space, and I think that really comes down to just how much more effective they've made battery technologies and so EV as a whole. Definitely. So with that, let's start delving into what some of these things were. Basically, in this two-hour presentation, Elon Musk and Drew Bagnow, who is the SVP of engineering at Tesla, went over five key ways in which Tesla is planning on revolutionizing battery technology as well as energy storage in general over the next five years. So battery cell design was one of the first ways. Um, cell factories was another way that they are planning on doing this. They also discussed revolutionizing the materials used in anodes and cathodes. And lastly, they were talking about cell vehicle int integration, which is actually something I'm super excited about. And some of the implications of essentially you know, how to build a better battery in these five ways that were discussed was really about the, the astounding statistics. You know, one of them was the 66% reduction in CapEx investment on cathodes, ultimately leading to zero production of wastewater, which is one of their goals that they've had for a long time, as well as a 76% in processing costs, which is kind of mind-blowing. Another super cool thing that happened during Battery Day was a promise that Elon Musk actually made. He said that within the next month, private beta testers are actually going to be testing 
Tesla's full self-driving package, and it's going to be a fully functional version of that. So a lot of people were kind of wondering, what does that mean? And we got answers that we're going to share with you later uh, from our special guest. But before we get straight into that interview, let's go over some of our technology top 10 takeaways from Tesla's battery day. Do you want to start us off? What was one of your, you know, your first two or first three favorite takeaways? Ooh, that's a good question. My top two to three takeaways from battery day. Uh, I think the first one actually has to do with the part about autonomy that I was discussing earlier, um, because Elon Musk revealed that within three years, there's actually going to be a $25,000 uh, Tesla model, which I find really exciting. You know, this entire company has been about accessibility from the very start, and we can see some tangible results coming out from that now. Um, but the super cool thing is that this is still going to be a quality EV. It's going to have an autonomy capability of level four, which essentially means that under almost most conditions, uh, the cars should still be able to drive fine on um, its autonomous side. But let's say it's like hailing or there is a rainstorm happening. In those situations, uh, human intervention is most definitely required. So it's not entirely autonomous, but it's very, very close to full autonomy. And then some other things that I really, really liked about um, Tesla's battery day was the fact that there's going to be a 56% total reduction in cost per kilowatt hour of the battery pack, which is huge, by the way, because I just want to highlight the fact that at the beginning of the year, people were estimating that during battery day, they were going to announce that there was going to be a price of 100 kilowatts per hour uh, of battery packs. But, you know, Elon Musk later announced that it's going to be $61, uh, which is a huge jump from what people were even expecting out of battery day. And then a really cool thing for me is that the EV skateboard structure, at least within Tesla, is going to be really streamlined. So when they're creating the car itself, the battery pack is going to be a part of it from the very beginning. So I found those three things super, super cool. What about you, Sarah? I love the points you brought up everywhere from autonomy to reducing the price point eventually to $25,000 is incredibly impressive. But I think for me, my top three takeaways, even though there were just so many with regards to effectiveness as a whole, was in regards to the social and health impacts as well as the environmental. And so the first one was about cobalt. And this is something that has been kind of a meme in the industry or something that has been frequently discussed by Elon Musk. And his goal for a long time has been to completely eradicate the usage of cobalt, especially with regards to cathodes. And so that something that was announced was these cobalt-free cathodes including a very high capacity of all nickel cathodes, so making this switch in materials. One of the reasons why cobalt is actually something that is that has been uh, contested by Elon Musk um, is actually because it poses an immense threat to your health by bringing in cobalt dust. And there's also this ethical consideration of potential child labor and exploitation with regards to collecting those materials. So Elon Musk is kind of taking this executive decision to move away from that. And the next thing that I really liked is it's perfectly in line with Tesla's overall vision. A lot of things that Elon Musk brings up 
but it's about how do we protect and preserve the environment before it is eternally eroded. And so one of the big announcements made was the significant reduction in footprint of the factories and a overall decrease in scaling up the cost of production. So this was 69% less investment needed. So I think, you know, just combining the two, being able to be more effective for the environment, as well as reducing the price of doing so is something that you don't really see very often, especially in the hardware and manufacturing industry. And so I guess that brings me to my last and one of the most significant takeaways for people who are eventually going to become Tesla consumers or are already some of them. And that's with regards to the technological or just the sheer magnitude in the shift of the range. One of the announcements was a 54% increase in the range for the same size battery pack. I think that was just pretty awesome because now you can essentially have the same weight in the car, um, but not have to sacrifice any of the long range and duration. Right, so we talk about a million mile battery and I think that's something uh, that we touch upon in this following interview as well. Um, but rather than, you know, being a quote-unquote million mile battery, this battery is going to increase range significantly, more than half of what we have right now. And it's just going to be awesome because range anxiety, as we discussed later, is just such a big deal with consumers. And this is really going to help overcome that and hopefully sell more Teslas and make the world a greener place. And this kind of brings us to some of the other points that we want to touch upon before we move on to the interview portion of this. First of all, silicon anodes within batteries are going to have a higher capacity and lower cost. And in the past, Tesla has used, you know, small amounts of silicon oxide in their anodes. But the issue with that was that there was this entire uh, process that kind of caused it to only have modest performance. And if they really wanted to optimize it, they would have to nano-engineer uh, the silicon particles themselves. But this is obviously a very costly and inefficient way of going about it. So Baglino and his team are taking a simpler route and they're actually using raw silicon, which has been stabilized with some elastic ions. And this is probably going to increase the range of Tesla's vehicles by 20 to 24%. The only issue with this is that no one knows if they already have a working prototype of this or this is something that we should look forward to in the future. Furthermore, they're also making major improvements to the processing part of cathode manufacturing itself, which is also going to just further increase uh, battery capacity. And they're also looking for new sources to, of immense supplies of lithium. And I quickly also want to talk about um, this fat lithium ion battery that was introduced during the presentation. It was, you know, all the rage on Twitter. It was basically called the 4680. Uh, and it's referencing its diameters, which is 46 millimeters and its length 80 millimeters. The crazy part is that it's going to outperform a lot of existing batteries out there. Yeah, and I think one of the last things I'll touch upon right before we get into this interview is in addition to the technological advancements, another thing that Tesla has been very proactive about is actively expanding their manufacturing bases. So they're actually expanding into Shanghai, which is a big shift for the industry. With Tesla's Gigafactory in Shanghai, there was actually some new drone footage that was released and it basically shows how the new factory is able to produce over 3000 cars a week and that the new expansion should allow for motor and battery pack development within the industry. So I'm just really excited to see how that comes about. 
But with that, we won't keep you guys waiting any longer and let's get right into this interview. So today we have with us Mohip Joffrey, who is part of Harvard's class of 2021. Um, he's actually doing electrical engineering and computer science, so shout out to all the EECS kids out there. He's also the executive director of Hack Harvard, and currently he's an engineering project manager at Tesla and has been at the company since the start of 2020. Thank you so much for joining us, Mohip. Thanks for having me. Really glad to be here. All right. So um, let's get right into this. Um, I think our first question is, what is a typical day in the life of Mohib? Like, what's your role at Tesla? What do you look forward to? And what does a typical day look like? Yeah, so I guess um, the first answer to that is, it's really, really different every day. For the first reason, um, I actually started off at the company as an automation controls engineer. I was working out of the Gigafactory. And so over there, I was working on the robots, bringing up new lines for the Model Y. And so it was really going heavy into control systems, uh, the robotics, the manufacturing lines um, for the motors. Uh, and that was a bit more consistent on the day today because I was an engineer. Um, in about April of this year, I switched out and joined the headquarters as a project manager. And <laughs> Working on the autopilot hardware team, I think it's no, no one day is the same. Some days I'm running tests, uh, other days I'm you know, up till 10 p.m. on supplier calls. Uh, it's really, you know, no, no two days are the same. And uh, it's just, a, it's, a, it's been a year just packed of learning. I bet you've accumulated so many different experiences, but you know, if you had to choose one, what's the most exciting project you've worked on or are currently working on at Tesla? Yeah, so I guess um, probably the, the most exciting product to me is the Tesla semi-truck. It's really interesting because there are so many people that are sort of realizing that a lot of the transportation industry's carbon emissions uh, are due to trucking. And really to date, there is no one amazing electric truck that exists on the market. You have exhaust trucks, you have Nikola, you have Tesla building the semi, but no one really has shipped product yet. Um, and you know, just <laughs> my personal bet is that Tesla is gonna be the first one to get there. And I think it's gonna be uh, a really revolutionary product for the environment and for the company as a whole. Yeah, that was definitely a super exciting announcement. Um, I'm just so glad to see that Tesla is starting to work in this direction because when you think of semis, you don't really think of like, you know, EVs. Uh, in my brain, they've already kind of, they've always existed in two different compartments. Uh, so it's nice to see them bringing those together. Um, but yeah, I think we should start getting into what everyone is really here for, which is Battery Day. <laughs> so Battery Day was on Tuesday, September 22nd, and it was just so groundbreaking. They made a lot of announcements uh, in the area of energy sustainability. And for someone like me who's interested in green tech, this was super, super exciting. So I kind of want to know, what was the atmosphere like within the company before Battery Day? Um, and, you know, one of my friends, he also uh, interns at Tesla, shout out to Alex, um, and he sent this bingo, and it had like a lot of funny things like Elon says, um, for the 50th time. <laughs> so I was wondering, did you guys have any memos or like fun things that you did as a team? Yeah, so I think the 
probably the funnest part about battery day was we designated 2.30 p.m. Pacific to 4 p.m. Uh, it became sort of well-known amongst the other project managers that we are not scheduling any meetings during that time. It was going to be purely a watch party. A lot of my work has to do with the autopilot hardware and the low voltage systems. So it was really exciting to see what other parts of Tesla are working on. I think there's just this amazing culture on the inside of we are all sort of mission driven and willing to work tirelessly to see what our sort of actualizations of product look like. So really it's been bubbly from the start. Yeah, so that kind of answers our next question of you know what you were doing on battery day. But I love the culture that you talked about at Tesla and just hearing that you guys made sure to book out that time and have like a watch party. Were you guys, was it all virtually or were you able to actually attend the event? Yeah, so we had a little bit of uh, an intern watch party on Teams uh, and it was really nice to, to take screenshots and, and point out different memes and, uh, and different comments throughout the entire event. Um, I, I think generally it, it was a moment for all of us to look back at all the work that we're doing, whether or not we contributed directly to Battery Day. Um, and, and just pat ourselves on the back for a quick 60 minutes before you know, going right back into the work. So what was your favorite meme from that day? Okay, I think this, uh, we, we talked a bit uh, before the podcast about this, but I think <laughs> during like a break time or something like that, uh, somebody came up in the middle like of the entire like parking lot where people were seated in Teslas and did a Fortnite dance. Um, it's one of those things where you don't expect, you know, some of the world's top stakeholders in the company to be watching a Fortnite dance, but really exciting that uh, <laughs> that, that actually made it and that Tesla didn't immediately cut it out of the live stream. Yeah, no, I'm really happy that it made it. <laughs> um, we're really excited. Technology is really looking forward to a lot of that one <laughs> so yeah um but i guess getting more into like the details of battery day itself um you know during battery day must mention that a fully functional version of the full self-driving package would be released to private beta testers by the end of this year which is super exciting news um but yeah i guess a lot of people have been saying that you know sometimes Musk like aims for a certain timeline and then things are usually pushed back a little um, and even with you know fully functional version we're not exactly sure what that may mean so um, I guess my question for you is does fully functional really mean level five autonomy level five autonomy means a lot of different things to different companies um, and it's really interesting, you know, Uber ATG, they have their own concept. Uh, Lyft self-driving has their own concept. Tesla's thinking is that level five is more or less, you know, you can kind of fall asleep if you, if you wanted to behind the wheel. Not that they're recommending that, of course. But I think the, you know, to, to the point of scheduling, uh, this is one thing that I've learned a lot in my time as a project manager here. Um, yeah, you know, Tesla as a company has been known to sort of fall back on, on the deadlines they set for themselves. But I would always much rather we, you know, set the bar really, really high um, and push as hard as we can to meet those deadlines rather than inflating deadlines as we go. 
Um, I think what that makes for just the electric vehicle community as a whole is it really shows that we are willing to put in the work to meet aggressive deadlines when necessary. So I think whether or not, um, you know, a private uh, beta tester sort of full self-driving setup comes out at the end of this year, I think it's really exciting that the autopilot team is, you know, this close to what we think is going to be a great product for everyone. Yeah, for sure. I'm really excited. And I think that sentiment is very true. I'm always really impressed with Tesla products. Uh, my dad got a Model 3 last year, and it's just so cool to see how it's evolved over time. Um, but yeah, I guess a follow-up question to that is, how long do you think level five autonomy, the definition you know you provided right now, uh, could take to reach the average Tesla owner? And do you possibly think that some of Tesla's competitors like you know Baidu or Waymo could beat them to it? Yeah, I think one thing that's really admirable about Tesla is that a lot of the technology that we innovate on is really, of course, you know, as a company, every every business venture needs to maintain a competitive edge. But if you look at the way that Elon speaks about the autopilot team, about electric vehicle powertrain development, he's very open about other people also accelerating sort of the world in the exact same way that we are. Um, so I think, you know, whether it's Rivian or Nikola or Faraday even, uh, that reaches self-driving first, I think it would be just, a, it, it would be amazing for the industry as a whole. When do I think that date will exactly come? Uh, I think, you know, that, that could be answered from an engineering perspective and then from a safety and regulation perspective. My personal opinion is that uh, I think from an engineering perspective, we're, we're really, we're onto something really big as an industry overall. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next few years, uh, we reach the technological level of full self-driving. Uh, in terms of regulation, you know, that's, that's where my job as an engineer kind of gets cut short. Uh, and I hope the answer in terms of regulation is sooner rather than later. I love that thing you said about how Tesla's role in this broader community is not just as having this competitive edge in one regard, but also just being able to cross a lot of different industries and companies, whether that's supplying batteries for other companies, for example. And so one of the things that was brought up during Battery Day in the overall presentation was about, or I guess the lack of the million mile battery that was often uh, hyped in advanced. So some of the shareholders seem to be a little disappointed about this, but I guess on that note, how feasible do you think this would be for Tesla within the coming years? Yeah, so I guess the precursor is by no means am I a cell engineer, battery engineer, not even a project manager on the battery team. Uh, so really I know as much as you know, but you know, my general thinking and just seeing how Tesla operates um, in terms of making a million mile battery um, or really just innovating sort of at an exponential level in a battery market that has historically not gotten much innovation. Tesla really sets the bar um, in terms of, of accelerating the industrialization of new technology. So I am very excited and I would not be surprised if you know, within a, a few amount of years, uh, we reach some, something that's, that, that's much better than what's on the market today. What the exact number is, uh, how, what's the lifetime of the vehicle, 
I don't think anyone's really going to know until that vehicle comes out. But I, I'm very confident that Tesla is the kind of company that can make that happen. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with you from just, I mean, I don't know too much, obviously, but but it definitely is something that I think is very realistic and likely. Do you think that at that point where all this innovation is occurring, that Tesla superchargers will ever become obsolete? This is a very great thought experiment. Um, I think the initial thinking of the million mile battery that a lot of people thought meant the million mile battery was that you could go a million miles off of one charge. Um, I guess to debunk that myth or clarify that myth, um, it's going to take like a, probably a, a nuclear reactor inside of your car to go a million miles like on one charge per se. Um, the million mile battery sort of refers to, um, you know, the average vehicle on the road, be it Tesla's or internal combustion engines are really not meant to last for a million miles. Typically around 200, 250,000 miles is when you'll see most internal combustion engines sort of break apart. Tesla's sort of hope to make a million mile car means that, you know, when the odometer hits a million miles, uh, we're pretty much just as good as when the odometer was at zero. Um, and I think that, you know, what, I think superchargers have to be part of that future. Um, it is a technology that is almost reaching the capability of a normal gas station. The fact that I can go to a target right next to my house and fill up my car in 25 minutes with no gasoline, pure electricity. Uh, that really speaks to a lot of the innovation. And I guess my personal hope is that uh, a million mile battery plus a greater supercharger network uh, is gonna make Tesla just a totally um, amazing electric vehicle company. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And, you know, it's so interesting how superchargers and this entire network that they've been building over the years has completely revolutionized the country, even if you look at it. Like there are entire small towns and, you know, business centers that have sprung up around Tesla superchargers. And it's really amazing to see. Um, and yeah, like, thank you for, you know, clarifying that myth <laughs> regarding the million mile battery. Um, but to get into our last question for today, there were so many really cool plans unveiled at Battery Day. And now when we look back on the past few years at Tesla, we can see that their acquisitions in the past, including that of like Maxwell, um, has been, you know, for this very reason. So I think our question for you is out of all of these plans that were unveiled, you know, dry batteries, cost of battery cells dropping to like 60 kilowatts per hour, um, and batteries even becoming a structural part of the skateboard, as well as anything that you thought was really cool, what are you looking forward to the most? That is a wonderful question. I think of this from the perspective of the end user. So a lot of the innovations that are happening at the cell level, um, I guess it's, it's sort of hard to appreciate what that means until you get the final metric that really proves out uh, all this amazing work that Tesla is doing. And I think the two metrics that measure that are price of vehicle and the EPA estimated range. Some of the numbers that were thrown up there, we're talking a halve in the cost of battery technology, um, a half cost per kilowatt hour, um, and a doubling, uh, just about a doubling of range. 
Um, I think what that means, and I think the metric that I'm really excited about is uh, potentially cheaper cost to customer with a cheaper than model three, as well as increased range. I think range anxiety has been one of the hardest things to convince people about that range anxiety is really becoming less and less of a problem, especially with the supercharger network, as we talked about. But I think once this battery technology reaches the Tesla cars, the fact that you can buy a cheap car that goes longer than ever imagined, um, I think that's really what is driving me to, to just <laughs> at least be saving up for my own Model 2 or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> I can't believe you incorporated a pun in there. Like, what is driving? <laughs> I was like, that was beautiful. I mean, but yeah, like, it's crazy. The goal by 2023 to have a, uh, you know, the name is undisclosed right now, as far as I know, but a $25,000 Tesla model, that's, that's crazy. Yep. And I'm looking forward to the day that comes. Until then, we'll be working tirelessly to make that happen. <laughs> tirelessly. Oh, I didn't I even got think it. about that. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm the one who sees the puns, but you guys are the ones making them up. That's beautiful. This is just, I think it's just in my DNA at this point. Like tirelessly. Wow. I, kudos to me. Okay. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, in true technology fashion, uh, I think we're going to end <laughs> on this punny note. Uh, thank you so much, Mohit, for joining us today. Really appreciated your insight, all the memes and the puns, of course. Glad to be here, Megan, Sarah. Uh, you guys are doing on, you guys are working on really awesome stuff. And uh, I think a lot of people can learn stuff from your podcast. Congrats to you guys and keep doing what you're doing. We got a lot of amazing insight from Mohib this week, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. It was just an amazing conversation and learning about what was going on inside of Tesla and then you know how employees feel about the innovation happening there was just mind-blowing. Yeah, some people asked, did Battery Day really live up to the hype? And I, I think that really depends on where you're coming from and what you expected. But to me, from what I saw and what I think is going to come very soon in the future, it's very evident that Tesla is taking a lot of steps to make cheaper, lighter, and you know, depending on how it's sourced, better technologies for the planet. When Tesla was founded, they started with this mission of revolutionizing the EV industry. But I think over time, especially with Elon Musk becoming a part of it, uh, and then bringing on other visionaries to drive this forward, I feel like it has turned into something so much more they're not just revolutionizing the EV industry, but they're revolutionizing the very way that we interact with energy and power. I mean, energy storage has been such a big issue in green tech for so long. And the fact that they are working on significantly increasing the capacity and capabilities of batteries within their cars and making you know EVs more affordable as well as more autonomous, to me is just the most exciting news that I've gotten, you know, in all of 2020 and possibly this entire decade, just saying. Well, that is quite ambitious. I, I love that. Um, and you, you guys as viewers can make sure to tune in because this is just the start. We know that there's gonna be things that are forthcoming and technology will make sure to cover all that information. But with that, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure to tune in to our next Technology Tuesday, 
and add us on Twitter if you haven't already. And be sure to use the hashtag Technology Tuesdays if you want to keep this conversation going and maybe even interact with our guest from this week. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week to spill some more tea. Thank you.